Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. As you can see, by myself again today. I don't know where Mr. Beaver is. Uh, I've sent him a few messages. Hopefully everything's okay and that he just slept in or missed his alarm or had a power outage. Hopefully nothing's gone sideways. Haven't heard from him though, so I did send him a message that says, you know what, I'm going to get started. Join me when you can. So hopefully he'll be here soon. We'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Do have a few things I want to discuss though. So while I have your undivided attention, or at least I'd, I'd like to think I do, Let's bring up a couple of things about how the uh, Conservative Party of Canada, along with uh, the PPC and every sort of individual who seems to hate anything to do with the Liberal Party of Canada or the NDP Party of Canada or the Prime Minister of Canada, the selection uh, of former Governor General as the rapporteur has set the hair on fire of conservatives the country over. And like, here's, a, here's an example. Uh, this is a tweet from at Scribulatora. Hey, conservatives, are you trying to tell us that the Harper-appointed 
that Harper appointed an untrustworthy governor general and all that lauding and applauding you did about his impeccable character and good judgment was disingenuous? Or this one from Captain Kobe at Captain Kobe double zero. Why is the right so upset with David Johnston being selected? Do you not trust him to do the job? Also, they failed to mention he was appointed the governor general job by your beloved Harper. And then people go, well, it's because he's a member of the Trudeau Foundation. Yeah, about that. From Adriana, at Adriana1550 on the Twitter, Trudeau Foundation is owned and operated by the University of Montreal for grants for students. Nothing to do with the Prime Minister, only named after his father, Pierre Elliott Trudeau. And to that, this is directly off of their website. I think you can read it. It says Foundation, Pierre Elliott Trudeau Foundation, Fondation. More than a scholarship. This three-year leadership program is designed to train engaged leaders equipping outstanding doctoral candidates with the skills to translate their ideas into action for the betterment of their communities, Canada, and the world. Scholars are selected each year and receive leadership training in the context of brave spaces, in addition to generous funding for their studies. This is their mission statement from the Pierre Elliott Trudeau Foundation. Creating meaningful impact, the Pierre Elliott Trudeau Foundation is an independent and non-partisan charity established in 2001 as a living memorial to the former prime minister. So I figured out, I figured it out uh, last night. We did a, we did a, a 30 minute show last night discussing the gentleman selected. And I figured out why the conservatives hate it. First off, it, you know, he, he was at a foundation that had the Trudeau name on it. So obviously it's terrible by their standards. Yeah, but here's the other thing. It, it is a program that is designed specifically for higher education. What do conservatives hate? An educated populace. Especially a higher educated populace because it's designed for doctoral candidates. So somebody that's studying and pursuing their PhD could receive a scholarship program from the Pierre Elliott Trudeau Foundation to fund their studies. Conservatives hate that because, again, they hate higher education. They seem to hate science. And I say conservatives, I should be honest. It's not conservatives. It's definitely not progressive conservatives. It's people who call themselves social conservatives. But really what it is, all it really is, this is a reform party with a new name. They hate higher education. As far as they're concerned, humans roam the earth with dinosaurs. And the world is only 6,000 years old. You can look into it. It's, it's a, a common theme amongst them. And it's, uh, well, how could I put it to you? It's disgusting. They're hating on a man appointed by Harper because his name is attached to a foundation that promotes higher education. And the name of the foundation is the Pierre Elliott Trudeau Foundation. The level of hand-wringing, pearl-clutching hypocrisy out of that side of the house is mind-boggling. The mental gymnastics they perform to find a way to hate on a man who was impeccable, unimpeachable, 
a man of such high regard that he was appointed to the position of governor general by former conservative prime minister Stephen Harper. But all of a sudden, he's no longer their guy because they think he's going to side for Justin Trudeau when, truth be told, it's a giant nothing burger to begin with. We all know this because CSIS themselves have come forward and said this has been going on for 30 years. We've been reporting it for that long. China's been trying to meddle in our affairs for that long. Three decades, 30 years. It fell on deaf ears. And I mean, no slight against anybody in the hearing impaired community. I myself am hearing impaired in my right ear. I just want to make sh- make, make certain I'm, I'm using a, an old turn of phrase to describe something that, well, it's pretty basically obvious, I think. What did he do to bring him into the crosshairs, Jillian? Well, nothing. Uh, He existed, and they're just looking for a reason to dump on the prime minister. Uh, No matter what, no matter who Justin Trudeau chose for this position, they were going to hate that person. They would find fault with that person no matter what. Unless Christ came down off the cross to do it himself, they would find fault. And they'd probably find fault with him because they don't like his long hair and beard or something. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I just, it's mind blowing to me. The, the mental gymnastics that they do on a daily basis to find fault with somebody who is unimpeachable, whose integrity is not up for question, according to Andrew Coyne, who then immediately begins to question his integrity. These, the, uh, <sighs> yes, he is the repertoire. It's a a mass psychosis, I believe, has taken place in this country and largely due to the 66% ownership of Post Media by Chatham Hedge Fund, which is a, as everybody should know, Chatham Asset Management, which is a uh, right-wing Republican because it's tied to the Republican Party or GOP, the grand old party, as it's often been referred to, the GOP. Um, It's heavily tied to them and extreme right-wing politics. So when our media, which at one point in time could not have any foreign ownership, but who did ch- who changed that rule again? Who was it who made that rule different so that foreign owners can come in and own a 66% stake in Canadian media? Who was it again? That's right, it was Stephen Harper. So part of his statement, you won't recognize Canada when I'm done with it, was that he wanted to bring in, you're right, Mike, (laughs) he wanted to bring in Republican-style Christofascism. And he was going to do it in the most subvert way. We're going to allow foreign ownership to prop up our Canadian media because our Canadian media is suffering. And yet we still have to bail them out with funds. And the reformers love to scream how we need to defund the CBC or anybody that says anything that goes against their ideology or narrative, even though it's a truthful, factual report or, report or statement or story, if it goes against their narrative, they immediately, we could, that's, that's one of those, another one of those funded, uh, they were they're bought and paid for by Trudeau. Media companies in this country receive monies from the federal government. All media companies. 
Chatham Asset Management, the, the, the hedge fund that it owns 66% of Post Media, has built it into their business program. Their operational standards, if you will, is to uh, receive monies from the federal government and then proceed to shit on the federal government and turn around and say, defund the CBC. The hypocrisy, but they refuse to see it. They absolutely refuse to see it. And it's, it's beyond disgusting. And it just, it, ugh. sometimes I just feel like Mike Tyson. Social media made you all way too comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the face for it. Take a screen grab of that one if you like. That's, that's a beauty. That's a, that's a good one. I love that one. Oh, by the way, I'm out of coffee this morning. And um, this is what I'm going to need when I get to the office. I went to make a pot of coffee and I realized I forgot to pick any up yesterday. So I, I literally had half a cup in the carafe, which I microwaved and drank. And it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. <laughs> Ugh. In other news, I have uh, I have a, I have a little clip here. I want to I want to show you. And this was from the uh, Academy Awards ceremony the other night. This is from an, uh, somebody on uh, Twitter pointed this out. It's a TikTok. I'm going to play it in full because I think it's interesting. Um, uh, could you call this unconscious bias or just flat out misogyny and racism? I don't know. You decide. But let's watch the clip, shall we? Does anyone moments like this? At the Oscars, the Elephant Whispers, the Elephant Whispers won Best Documentary Short Film. Kartiki and the Indian woman stepped up, spoke about 43 seconds saying her thank yous, talked about coexistence. When her producer, Gunit, steps up to say a few words, immediately she gets met with that music of shame telling her to get off the stage. Ouch. Right afterwards, boys Fox and the Horse won Best the Animated Boy, Short Ball. Film, so the filmmakers, two white British men, accept the award. Matthew speaks for 42 seconds, graciously accepting the award on behalf of his counterparts, thanks his family. Cool, right? This time, Charlie wants to speak too, but when he steps up, no music, no awkward, embarrassing moments, he gets to speak. What's the difference? This was back to back. Why is the Indian woman silenced and the white British man gets to say whatever he wants to say? Does her accent make you feel uncomfortable? Do you assume people don't want to hear what she has to say? It's worth thinking about. If she did have a chance, you might have heard this. Tonight is historic. This is the first Oscar for any Indian production and two women here won this. I just want to say to all the women watching, the future is audacious, and the future is us, and the future is here. Thank you. Well, isn't that peculiar? I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything, okay? But I am going to suggest that maybe... Oops, I just dropped the light fixture there. <laughs> I, anyway, uh, perhaps some unconscious bias... Uh, perhaps some racism, perhaps, perhaps a lot of things. 
you decide because I don't even know what to say. I, I honestly, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, look, it's definitely misogynist. Misogynist. It's definitely sexist. It's definitely, well, it it does kind of. Um, It does kind of paint the photo or picture that uh, it's racist. I don't know. You, you figure it out for yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. I can't tell you how to think, and I never would. But uh, you know, I just you look at the picture, the paint by numbers, and all those numbers add up to racism, sexism, misogyny, xenophobia. I'm just. You know, that's what I see. Maybe you see something else. Maybe you see something completely innocent. Maybe it was a totally innocent. No, it wasn't innocent. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. It's one of those days. It's a, it's a uh, non-caffeinated Wednesday morning. So um, had I gone to the grocery store, um, I would have certainly picked some up. But when I was walking home, I walking by the grocery store, and I thought to myself, do I need anything? I can't think of what I need. I have food at home. And I was tired and hungry because it was after 5 p.m. and I'd worked a long day. And Yeah, so I forgot to stop into the coffee at this, the coffee store, the grocery store to pick up coffee. See, I don't think very clearly if, um, if I... Um, don't have my coffee. It's it's not it's not bad, and I, I do like tea. I love tea, but um, tea is a morning beverage when I'm on vacation. It's Thursday, is it? Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Pick up your hammer. It's Thursday. Yeah, I'm very tired. Uh, I wish it was Friday because my goodness gracious, I have uh, I need I need I need to sleep in. <laughs> Maybe I get a nap in when I get home this evening, but I have laundry and housework to do and prep for the weekend of, uh, yep, uh, the weekend of of um, the pubcast. See what happens when I don't have my coffee. It's not good. Not good ex- at, at all. Oh, my goodness gracious. I just got a notification here about, um, hmm. Yeah, I don't have time to get into that. Pubcast is on Saturday, this Saturday, March 18th. We go live at 2 p.m. And uh, anybody who's in the Ottawa area who wants to pop in to say hi, it's going to be held at 361 Elgin Street at the left hand pump. If you walk in the front door and go to the front bar, you can just ask the bartender where they can find us. Uh, they'll be able to point you in the direction. And uh, like I said, we'll be live at 2 p.m. We always have two additional microphones for anybody who wants to join us. And, you know, just come in, hang out. Sit down, have a nosh, have a beverage or two. Have as many beverages as you like. It's free country, right? Your only limit is your bank account because pints in the pub are not cheap these days. <laughs> but it is what it is. Life goes on. And we, we hope to have a really good time this weekend. Hopefully, uh, many of you can join us. If not, hey, that's cool. You know, we do it once a month. And it's, uh, we're, we're happy to have you in whenever you can make it. Just trying to find a clipper. There we go. That's what I was looking for. So, 
I don't have a lot to say this morning. I do want to post this graphic, though, um, and I will read it to you so anybody who listens in can catch this. Under fundamentalist neoliberal free market capitalism, corporations are encouraged to maximize profits because the economy is considered the most important aspect of society. It doesn't really matter that profit comes at a very significant cost to humans, animals, and the planet because rich people say so. And to that, the whole Silicon Valley bank um, bank collapse and then the subsequent payout to anyone who had over $250,000 in that bank. If you had less than $250,000, well, you're shit out of luck. Most of the people that had money in that bank were very, very wealthy because something like $50 billion was withdrawn in just a matter of hours. So, yeah, once again, the rich are protected. It's called um, privatize the profits and socialize the losses. Now, the banks, uh, according to what I have read about that bank collapse, the banks pay into a specific fund for this emergency. They also have something called FDIC, which is a insurance thing. But it, it, as I understand it, if you had more than $250,000 in, you were going to get repaid. Your, your federal government was going to make, make good on it because of the fund that was created after 2008 to uh, cover this off. So the banks have to pay into the fund. Uh, all the banks pay into the fund to pay out rich people when rich people's money is lost by richer people who just are trying to get richer, which just goes right back to corporatism and how profits mean more than people. I wish that wasn't the case, but, you know, tell, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me, tell me I'm incorrect. I don't think you can do that because we've all seen what happens when regulations are removed that allow companies to increase their profit margin, cut back on their overhead, which is the workforce or labor force. And as a result, regulations are cut, train derailments happen, airborne toxic events occur, Lac Meganetic burns to the ground, 48 people die, millions of dollars in property is lost, personal items, not to mention 47 people who were burned alive, banks collapse because greedy people see nothing but dollar signs and profit and uh, well that's that's as I, that's what I read Elaine that's what I understood now I could be wrong so please I'm going to have to do a little bit more looking into it but I was uh, led to believe by a statement from a congressman that anybody who had over $250,000 uh, in that bank would be covered. I, I don't know if anybody who has less than $250,000 get covered or not. It's the way they worded it that was very confusing to me. So I'd have to actually look into what the FDIC is. We have something in Canada called the CDIC, which covers everybody up to $100,000, I believe. Or it might be more than that now. If somebody knows, you can feel free to correct me because I'm kind of busy doing a show on my own. <laughs> There's only so much I can produce. Yeah, that's just how it is. Some days, you know, things happen. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Mr. Beaver will, uh, hopefully everything's okay with him. Hopefully he just slept in as it sometimes happens. You know, you have a sleepless night up late 
maybe get an hour or two, fall asleep. You don't hear your alarm. I've done it. It happens to me uh, sometimes. Not very often, but it does. It happened a few weeks ago where I woke up at three minutes to seven. (laughs) So, you know, we're only human and we make a lot of mistakes. And I'll continue to make them. Well, I kind of ran out of things to say because I uh, usually we we play off of one another and I have, you know, four or five items we like to discuss together and we just run from there. But I, I didn't uh, have plan on, on being solo. So don't have a ton to talk about this morning, unfortunately. And I'm a little tired, as you can tell, and I have not had my coffee. So... Uh, there's one other thing I can share with you here, though, f- about Credit Suisse. Um, Credit Suisse, probably the most trusted bank in the world with a 166 years of a solid track record, is down 96.5% from the top. Everything is risky, folks. You need to take action if you want to protect your investment. Credit Suisse is offering a 6.5% annual rate on new three-month deposits of $5 million or above, and a rate as high as 7% for one-year deposits. Far above match maturity bills and suggesting that to attract a client, the bank is forced to eat a giant loss. That was from March 2nd. We're March 16th. That's exactly 14 days ago. I'm trying to read a bunch of stuff about it, but it's all written in German or Italian. So it's hard to tell you what they're trying to say. Global markets mixed as investors assess Credit Suisse lifeline and central bank moves. Credit Suisse shares jumped 20% after the bank said it would tap a more than $50 billion loan from the Swiss National Bank. But analysts remain wary about the lender's prospects. So it's kind of scary. A week ago, Credit Suisse was offering one of the highest U.S. dollar fixed deposit rate in the private banking space prior to their collapse. You can get around 6.5% compared to 4 to 5% with other banks. Well, Credit Suisse to borrow $54 billion. $54 billion. Yeah, we're on the urge of a global economic collapse. None of it is good. All of it is scary. And I, I don't I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen. Oops, I didn't mean to do that. I clicked the wrong button. Click on this here, bring this up. Um Rhiannon just shared a tweet from Warren Kinsella. And what does it have to say? It doesn't surprise me that Trudeau is willing to drag Johnston in, in, in the, into the muck. What surprises me is that Johnston agreed to it. Oh, Warren. (sighs) (sighs) Yeah, it was Peter Thiel that triggered the run on Silicon Valley Bank. He um, went into a panic and he basically pulled all his money out and immediately after um, the bank started to collapse rapidly. Oh, this is this is ripe. I gotta put this one up. This this is ripe. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Give me a second, and I'm gonna post this on the screen. 
So we'll start here with this screen. Whoops. I need to share it. CTV Power Play on March 13th. Did the federal government have to cut VW Canada check to secure an EV battery manufacturing plant in St. Thomas, Ontario? And if so, how much? Now, there's an interview here with Vashi Kapelos and the, and the uh, innovation minister. But I'm going to go up to Skippy here where it says, this money belongs to Canadians, not to a foreign corporation, not to Justin Trudeau. How much Canadian money is he giving to this foreign corporation? How many jobs? How much is the cost per job? How much? You fucking asshole. You would be the first one to cut a giant check to any corporation that was going to build uh, uh, any manufacturing facility in Canada. We all know you would. Christ, you're a hypocrite. Do you ever just want to reach through a screen and smack somebody? Because I really want to smack that guy. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I never would. Violence does not solve anything. And it would create a lot of problems for me because he is the official leader of His Majesty's opposition. But, oh, my God, do I want to smack the shit out of that little punk. <sighs> what a goddamn damn hypocrite. They'd be the first ones to throw tons of money at that. And yet <sighs> Sorry, I'm trying to keep from going into a screaming rage right now. Because I don't think that's a good thing for me. I don't need to, I don't need to, to start raging. Raging's not good, so I, I won't rage. I will just uh, take some deep breaths. Um, well, this is the thing, Ree. Um, he must be upset that Tim Houston was there when Trudeau put $300 million into Michelin to build uh, EV tires. And that, I think, is it in a nutshell. A conservative premier accepted the money to build a plant. No problem. That's okay. The funny thing about what Pierre's going on about it is the fact that um, Doug Ford was trying to take credit for this. The conservative government in the province of Ontario, under the premiership of Doug Ford, tried to take the credit for this program, which was clearly initiated and funded by the federal government. <sighs> I, uh, <laughs> and of course, the provincial government kicked in 140 million, so they're not going to say anything. Yes, yeah, some 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 days it's difficult to get through, and I did say last night that I was going to take a social media sabbatical, and I will starting Saturday morning. I, I can't do it right away because we have a show to do, and I get information from multiple news sources and social media sources, and people send me things. Um, people scour the internet for clips and information and we try and disseminate it and, and package it up to give you a show. So my social media sabbatical will take place Saturday at the end of the pubcast. And um, the pubcast, I'm only going to go on happy, joyful social media sites. So I'll stick to the happy side of Twitter, the following section, not the for you because for you just is a deluge of Stuff I don't want to be seeing or reading or hearing. 
I'll stay to the following page and just look at people that I follow and, and the joy that they will spread. Okay, I got to wind it up because I do have to get into the office and it is getting to that hour where I need to, uh, to do that. So I, I want to thank our sponsors, uh, the Misfy Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, CanadianTarot.com, and the Pappermaster, who have been with us since day one and actually signed on before we even produced a promo. So thanks to those folks for taking care of us from the very, very beginning. want to thank Cryer Media, of course, and Dean Blundell for all the kind things that he's done for us. We really do appreciate it, sir. Uh, we also want you to check us out on our coffee page. You can uh, donate some money if you just go right there. If you scan that little thing on the top right-hand corner. Is it right hand? Left hand? Left hand corner, sorry. I guess my right hand, your left hand. You scan that little uh, QR code, you can send us uh, uh, money so I can buy, not coffee. I clear, look, I'm at, I'm, I've got none, so I need a coffee. So please feel free to donate to the coffee page. You can find us on uh, all fine places where you get your podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Apple. And if you go to Apple and you like what you hear, you can give us a rating we recommend five stars, but we leave it up to you. Uh, tell us how you feel. Honestly, tell us how you feel. Feel free to post a comment. I love to see the chat, which is always a very lively place and always has wonderful things from people to say, or wonderful things that people say to us and provide us with information. So thank you, each and every one of you. I have to get my stuff together and head out, but uh, as usual, there'll be an Easter egg after the closing credits. Bye. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. The True North Eager Beaver Podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. If you're celebrating St. Patrick's Day in the North American style, which means you've probably had one Guinness too many or one Jameson's too many on the Friday evening, and you don't know what to do and you have no energy whatsoever, and all you think is, I'm just going to stick my ass on the couch and watch YouTube. Well, have we got a treat for you. This Saturday, March 18th, live from the Lieutenant's Pump at 361 Elgin Street in beautiful downtown Ottawa. Welcome to the place where everyone knows your name, where everyone's your friend, where good times are had by all. Sit back, relax, pour yourself a beverage and enjoy our company. I know we'll certainly enjoy yours. Welcome to the True North Eager Beaver Pubcast. Once a month, we gather at the Lieutenant's Pump at 361 Elgin Street in downtown Ottawa. 
Canada's capital city, bringing you joy and happiness all day long. See ya. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.